0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Rickens, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, Tuesday, April 5th. Oh, exciting show a little bit here. Let's see, folks. Uh, I am Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln, a decently normal host. Almost going on a year now, I think. Uh, Johnny Cadillac is still producing the show. Uh, We've got uh, retired Colonel Tom Nesbitt in from the State Patrol. Going to talk about law enforcement, you know, one of my favorite subjects. Talk about the troopers, uh, his endorsement for Charles Herbster, I'm sure will come up. And just whatever else we go to, we will take callers uh, at the second segment, bottom of the hour, um, if you will, Uh, text folks. You can always text in. I'll get your questions to Colonel Nesbitt. Um, One of the things that's interesting to me as we start off the day, no surprise, right? Uh, The Democratic Party selects Patty Panzine Brooks uh, for the special first congressional district election. Um, I know the Republican Party, which is the other agency that gets to select, is uh, going through their process. And I think by the end of the week, uh, they will announce theirs. Uh, Jim Pillen selects Joe Kelly as uh, his lieutenant governor running mate. So, you know, these election things are um, speeding up. If you will, as we get to the May 10th deadline, one of the things I wanted to say, and I don't know if you were aware of it, but I thought it was very interesting because Governor Pete Ricketts, the sitting governor, has been on this show and we've talked about the rental assistance federal money several times. I mean, I've made comments on it that it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not for the federal government doling out money um, so that people Don't have to go out and get jobs. I'm all for when people need help. Um, And the justifications that I've seen from the governor's office match what he's saying and the fact we don't need it. What I wanted to talk to you about real quick was I thought it was interesting over the last couple weeks that the legislature has tried to overthrow that and say, no, we need the money. And if you've been paying attention and watched this play out, then the governor said, no, I'm going to veto it. Well, interesting enough, he actually had to go on national syndicated Glenn Beck yesterday to discuss it nationally. Really, why? So that he could put pressure on Republican, conservative legislatures to support the governor in an assistance program for rental aid that we don't need. We haven't used Nebraska 60% of our federal emergency money anyway over the last two years. We don't need more federal rental assistance over the next three years when our employment rates are better than they were before the pandemic. That's just not fiscally responsible and honestly, it's not even society responsible. You have to go out and work and earn your keep. That's what freedom allows. Or we can just start acting like California, and we can just give out $1,000 stipends just because. As a matter of fact, Palm Springs just uh, approved a deal where if you're a trans person, you get a stipend. Just, hey, we've got $200,000 extra so we're just going to give you money. That's not how government works successfully in a democracy. Now, communism does do that. (laughs) That is, in fact, a staple of communism and uh, socialism is the government will just say, hey, you know, everybody lives off 500 bucks. Here you go. Anyway, silly. Keep watching that. Maybe they'll make a decision at the legislature. That one's going to play out because the governor's pretty hard on that. Colonel Nesbitt, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Commander. I appreciate you having me on today.
1: Yeah, I always enjoy this with the uh, primaries coming up, and I'm keeping in my word of having candidates on. And at some point, we're going to stop that. Uh, We'll get into a different type of candidates, Republican, Democrats, Libertarians in the general. Um, But right now, I like, and the reason I say I like doing it, but I don't like doing it is I don't get to cover things. And some of the areas I'm passionate about and I think important are Lincoln, the Lancaster County, and the state. And one of those, as you know, is law enforcement and what's going on with that. And most of the time when you come in, we talk about LPD and what's going on in the county. But I know since Charles Herbster got the endorsement of the state troopers um, that you're very passionate about what's going on, obviously, with your old unit.
2: Absolutely. That's a, just a huge, significant endorsement for uh, Charles W. Herbster. Uh, the troopers uh, took a lot of time in interviewing uh, the candidates uh, for governorship, and uh, and they, uh, you know, went through that process extensively, and and decided that uh, Charles W. Herpster, which I agree with, is the one to endorse. That uh, Charles is a law and order uh, person, and he'll be very much a law and order governor, in supporting uh, not only the state patrol but in law enforcement uh, overall. It's uh, it's very uh, comforting to see Charles uh, in the parades and and other areas. Whenever he sees an officer, he goes up and makes a point to thank them and shake their hand and uh, and pat them on the back. And uh, we need more of that. We need more of our uh, leadership uh, in the state of Nebraska to come forward and support our law enforcement uh, and more than what's going on.
1: Yeah, interesting enough, I don't think um, the general public. And even, I'll say myself, sometimes we take it for granted. But you have to remember, at least in some of our, most of our, I'd say if you're in your 40s and below, our lifetimes, um, this is as low of a civilian outlook, wrongly, I believe, on law enforcement, right? Mm -hmm. This negativity. And so the morale all time, again, if you're 40 and below – is at the all-time low, coming through the last two years, and a lot of the national things that have wrongly uh, accused officers of, and uh, it's putting it a spotlight that really hurts their morale. And so, having that leadership that is is real and authentic means a lot to the men in uniform, and in any uniform.
2: It really does, and uh, you know the the thing that uh, that a lot of people forget, and and when the law enforcement officers day in and day out. You know, end up interacting with with different individuals, and whether they're criminals or, or not, uh, the majority of Nebraskans support law enforcement. Vast majority, way over ninety percent, I would say. And uh, but those that don't support, those that want to defund the police, and uh, those that want to take away uh, an example of asset forfeiture funding from them that they use, uh, uh, is is people that that really uh, are the loudest, and uh, they want to hear more. And, and I uh, talk to law enforcement officers on a daily basis, and uh, it's, it's difficult for them because all they hear is from the uh, few that don't support law enforcement, the loudest, and, uh, and it gets very troubling. So to have a governor's candidate, as Charles W. Herpster has, and come forward, and committed to law enforcement to be there for them. And uh, I heard him say the other day to a group that uh, if if he was governor and the riots were coming, that he'd be out front and he would be showing the support for them and letting them know that he supported them. And uh, that's huge. It really is. Uh, we're in need of that in our leadership uh, throughout uh, Nebraska.
1: Yeah. One of the things I would say, folks, is even here in uh, Lincoln and Lancaster County, listen, if you stumble upon an officer in your day, uh, make small talk, thank them for what they're doing and let them know that you support them. Uh, that goes a long way from the citizenry. And, uh, you have to remember, like I said, we are at a, an all time kind of societal low of how we view officers. When in fact, we're talking about the best and the brightest upstanding our law and order and putting their lives and, and really their families. Uh, in harm's way every day, and you just don't know when that's going to be and um and leadership matters it's it's that simple I mean seriously, look at president uh, Zelensky he could have just left the country Correct. and uh yet he from a morale standpoint has motivated a people um who were severely under you know funded underarmed to stand and fight against you know the world's third largest army uh, let's talk real quick about state patrol and their needs because i haven't really ever got. Into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the, I, I guess the dynamics going on with the sp- State Patrol and what the next leader in our state can focus on.
2: Well, it's, uh, it's a real crisis in staffing, you know, uh, which causes a decline in, in services. And uh, we are in serious need of troopers. Uh, when I left in 2005, uh, I think we had an authorized strength of about 520. And now, currently, I think their authorized strength is around 482. And with that said, uh, they're minus 50 troopers right now. So take 50 from 482, and we're down around uh, 430. And that's just not enough troopers uh, to do what we need to do. Um, I hear regularly, uh, and and more so recently, almost daily from troopers. I had one call me the other day, and in this big windstorm they had out in the central part of the state, and and he said, uh, "You know, Colonel, I'm the only one out in three counties, and uh, and if it wasn't for some deputy sheriffs and backing me up and helping me with this, so we, we'd have a real mess. Well, that's just unacceptable. We have to figure out how we're going to fix this, and uh, and I believe that uh, with Charles Herbster as a governor, we're going to fix it. It's uh, very strong support, and uh, and putting plans together and how we'll deal with these shortages, and uh, but something has to be done. I mean." We have, uh, you know, areas that where there used to be four or five troopers uh, in the metro areas and working the night shift, and uh, now we're down to two and three uh, because troopers are leaving. I just had about three or four that I know of last month that left in the metro area and the Omaha area and went to a different department. Um, it's pretty sad uh, when a trooper uh, is is stationed in the Omaha area, and I'm going to use that as an example today and uh, a La Vista Police Department is trying to recruit them, and right off the top, going to pay them $20,000 more a year just just to come over to the La Vista Police Department. That's crazy. I I, I don't know how that ever happened. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. Our leaders uh, should have uh, picked this up and, and realized what they had to do into keeping the funding to the top and uh, within the Nebraska because that's where the troopers are going. They're going to departments within Nebraska, so why aren't we comparing wages to that? I don't understand how that's happened that we're not. That's a huge issue, and we've got to figure out how we're going to stop that and stop uh, stop the troopers from leaving our agency, the Nebraska State Patrol, and going elsewhere.
1: Yeah, certainly, I mean, each municipality is going to try to be competitive, but in the end of the day, um, the state troopers' mission and and, and where they're funded from uh, as well as I would say, even when we talk about Lincoln, you've got to watch the surrounding areas and that competitiveness, and you've got to stay competitive and pay, um, so that you don't have people moving on. And twenty thousand dollars is a big gap.
2: That's a huge gap, you know. And uh, and, and and as you fought, move west of Lincoln and further west. Uh, the departments are dependent on the patrol for uh, for coverage issues, for helping out with uh, whatever uh, significant incidents that come up in crime and whatever in investigations. And uh, those numbers are just aren't out there. I've talked to sheriffs uh, over the last two or three months. I've traveled the state extensively and got reacquainted with a lot of the sheriffs that, that I know, and uh, they need help. They're having trouble keeping their staffing levels where they need to be and uh And methamphetamine has become a huge issue uh here in nebraska and people need to realize that it's uh it's out of control and uh and the only way you control that is is to have more cops in in dealing with that and and law enforcement has to work together uh it's just not any one agency we have to work together because uh, we're here for the citizens of Nebraska and Charles Herpster uh, realizes that and and that's why he's come forward to show his support for law enforcement and uh and uh it, it's going to change when we get uh, Charles Herpster elected as our next governor uh, I could see a big change and for the betterment of law enforcement in Nebraska
1: well obviously we're not going to hide it Colonel Tom Nesbit uh former state patrol uh Colonel um you've definitely seen him on TV probably uh he is fully endorsing uh Governor, gubernatorial candidate Charles Herbster. As you, as you know, what's interesting in this interview is we're getting a lot of great information as well. And as you know, it's political season and I'm having everybody on and, and say what they want to say. This is the people's platform, folks. Um, pension's always a, a, an issue that gets brought up, um, with a lot of different agencies. Um, and sometimes it gets focused on and it's right and sometimes it's not. And there's usually nuance
2: right well currently uh and i'm going to talk about state patrol because we're talking about that endorsement from the troopers uh they're paying about 17 percent of their salary into retirement on on a uh, monthly basis an example of comparison would be lincoln police department and they pay eight percent uh that's just crazy that that's happened and uh and there's currently uh litigation going on over that's been going on for 11 years uh has been going through two administrations, and we've hired outside attorneys and paying them a half million dollars to to uh, deal with this against the troopers. Two district judges have ruled in favor of the troopers, and it's just crazy. The only ones that went on this is attorneys, and uh, <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. And I got a lot of t- friends that are attorneys, and and uh, but that's the fact of the matter is, and this is really affecting the agency. When you can go to L.P.D. and pay eight percent. Of your salary for retirement and go to the patrol and pay 17%, that's a no brainer. I mean, that has to be fixed as well.
1: <laughs> I have never heard that before. Um, how in the world can something be in litigation for 11 years? Well,
2: it's because of leadership that uh, just hasn't sat down and settled this thing. And, uh, and uh i just I, I don't get it either it's uh, half a million dollars paid to outside attorneys uh, they don't even work for the state they're paid outside as a law firm and uh and the troopers uh, trying to make ends meet is uh in eleven years is just craziness and uh it uh it needs to be fixed and uh I know that Charles Herpster will address that as well
1: well it uh, Hey, Colonel, I appreciate it because you've just given me my first big item that I can hold the next governor to, which is we got to fix this pension thing. We've got to get it done. We can't be in litigation for 11 years. That's ridiculous. 1499.3 KLIN, drive time
0: Lincoln. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, welcome back. Uh short two-minute segment here. We have uh, State Patrol Colonel Retired, Tom Nesbitt, on, talking some of the uh, deals going on with the State Patrol, their endorsement of Charles Herbster, his endorsement of Charles Herbster, but just a general kind of, you know, if you throw the politics out of it, we're just talking about uh, kind of if you're not paying attention to State Patrol issues going on in the state and things that we can... Um, look forward to, or that we're going to have to deal with, not only as as a citizenry of, of Nebraska, but the next governor, uh, no doubt. Um, we've talked about you know, staffing and, and some of the different words that are out there around the pension. Yeah, I mean, we just finished up, and I think for me, it's mind-blowing to think that anybody ha- is putting 17% of their paycheck um, of a state employee into... Um, their pension, you compare that to LPD where it's 8%. Um, you, We talked about pay issues and, you know, La Vista Police Department being able to offer 20000 over, you know, an increase to pull troopers away. Um, so, you know, like everything we talk about in law enforcement, there has to be adjustments. And I think one of the things that I've been, been trying to talk about with LPD, Sheriff's Office here, State Patrol now, with the Colonel is it always needs care and feeding and you're better off as a society to be ahead of the curve on number of officers modernization to to be behind the curve. You've heard me talk a lot about LPD, you know, having one point one officer per thousand way below the FBI standard of two point way below Grand Island, Omaha. That's not good for Lincoln. We're starting to see that, you know, there's some stuff going on with State Patrol that the next governor really is going to have to address. Uh, We'll take calls at the bottom end with Colonel Tom Nesbitt from the State Patrol, 1499.3 KLIN.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispie Sandwich.
0: Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3
1: KLIN. All right, we're back. Second segment, we are taking calls with uh, State Patrol retired Colonel Tom Nesbitt. Uh, We're talking State Patrol items, uh, his support and the state trooper uh, endorsement of Charles Herbster. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, uh, you mentioned, and it, it made me gasp, was the 11-year litigation on pension and different ideas, as well as some other issues in staffing. And uh, who is that litigation against, exactly?
2: Well, the litigation started out uh, in about 11 years ago, and would have been the Heinemann administration. Uh, that's where the lawsuit started. And... Uh, and then it's proceeded on the uh, full eight years of Governor Rickett's administration as well. And uh, it just boils down to that uh, that they've uh, just unilaterally changed percentage increases of what the troopers have paid uh, into their retirement. And the troopers uh, finally said enough's enough 11 years ago and, and filed a lawsuit. And uh, so there's a lawsuit that they can't just unilaterally raise that, continue to raise it, uh, Goodness, uh, when I uh, I think when I retired in two thousand five, I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but I think it was about ten percent of what it was, and uh, and I can remember it being eight percent for years and years and years of our salary uh, for the retirement, which is that's a fair and equitable percentage to pay for that. But uh, they continue to raise it, and the trooper said's enough's enough, and uh, they filed a lawsuit against the state, and it's been in litigation for eleven years. And uh, it's currently at 17%. Uh, It was at 19% one time, and then they had to lower it back to 17%. uh, And so it's been going on for 11 years. And as I said earlier, uh, they've hired outside attorneys, and my understanding, they've paid over a half million dollars to them. uh, And they've lost this case twice when they've taken it to litigation district court, and the district judges have ruled in favor of the troopers. And it continues on. It needs to end. There's no reason for this to continue on. This has an adverse effect in hiring troopers. It only makes sense if a trooper could go to Lincoln Police Department and pay 8% of their salary versus 17% in the state patrol. I mean, it's just common sense. And it should have never got to this point. But the administrations, two of them, have allowed this to go on, and it's time it ends. It needs to stop.
1: Well, and I think, I think what I hear from that without all the details, and, uh, I guess a lot of, uh, left-leaning or democratic people will be happy if they listen to the show, is, uh, yeah. What we're finding out is that, you know, this is on uh, some Republican administrations. In the end of the day, right, the buck stops at the top. In this case, you know, even though obviously I have a great relationship with Governor Ricketts, I think he's done a bang up job. There's always things um, that you have to care and feed for. And and Tom and I both come from a background where we're big on law and order. And so when it comes to talking about that pension and some of these issues, they will always fall on the governor's office. That's correct. And, And that is where you go. To, you know, talk about this, you put pressure on your state senators, you put pressure on the governor, if you're passionate about these issues and say, we've got to get these things fixed. And, uh, you know, I I know when we've talked about LPD, it's the same thing. We say it's not political. And I, I, I agree, it's not political in the we need to fix it right i mean here are the facts we need to fix manning and lpd the state patrol we're seeing some issues we need to fix who that falls on right at some point in time can become uh, or seem to become political but in the end of the day this rolling uh problem if you will um right now is on the governor's office and that's where it's going to stay folks and uh you know, that's why we're talking about it, because we're highlighting it, and hopefully it educates you to think about your governors. One of the things that's interesting is, yes, the State Patrol uh, s- supports Charles W. Herbster. That's big news. Um, my guess would be, and I'm kind of going to go off topic here, but I would think, I don't know, but I would think he has a plan then to solve some of the stuff.
2: Yep. Absolutely. You know, Charles has uh, put together a plan to, to fix a lot of things within the Nebraska State Patrol. And the number one thing is, is he wants to return the State Patrol to the status as the top law enforcement agency in Nebraska. It, it was a top agency for years, and unfortunately it has uh, declined in that, and that's the number one thing. He wants to retain the current and uh, recruit new troopers by paying a wage uh, that is comparable with the top agencies in Nebraska. That's who we are battling against keeping troopers is in-state. So why wouldn't we compare them? And and that's where it needs to be done, and and he has said that's what has to be done. Uh, He also wants to uh, lower those current pension rates uh, to make the patrol benefit package more competitive and less cost prohibitive for the troopers, and uh, there's no secret about that. He said that he's going to do that. That's part of his plan, and uh, it's just common sense. That the troopers see this. They see how sincere he is and and how he brought this to them that he's going to fix it, and uh, so that's that's where that's at, and he also wants to reinstate a uh, lateral hire uh, training camp to expedite the hiring of uh, qualified law enforcement officers uh, from inside and outside of Nebraska. And that's a huge thing, too. We've got a lot of officers throughout this country that lost their jobs because they wouldn't take the vaccine, if you remember. I mean, that's just common information out there. And uh, there's a lot of them that uh, that could be recruited and brought to Nebraska in in the right way. So that's his plan on the surface and uh, and. Obviously, that's why the troopers have endorsed him to be the next governor.
1: You know, and one of the complaints about this whole uh, governor's race and primary has been, um, you know, what are what are their plans? I've heard that repeatedly at debates, and you know, I can only do so much. We've got uh, one plan uh, from Colonel Tom Nesbitt, who's supporting Charles Surpser. I know talks with him, and and so it's good when you can get some concrete ideas behind some things. Uh, Let's take a couple callers. Let's go to line two. Anna, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln.
0: Uh, Hi, I just wanted to put in a good word for our state troopers. Hello?
1: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Anna, go ahead.
0: I just wanted to put in a good word for our state troopers from what I hear just by news reports of all their roundups of drug trafficking through our state on the highways, and I appreciate that so much.
1: Well, thank you for the call, and I really uh, appreciate it. And on a
0: side note, all this money from the feds that um, the Ricketts wants to get turn away
1: why don't they use it on property tax relief or on our troopers pensions so there you go appreciate it
2: anna we're we're grateful for that call and and the troopers appreciate hearing that as i said earlier in this uh in the commander's program they don't hear that enough anna and and thank you god bless you that you're willing to come on and say that to the troopers because they're grateful for that and they appreciate that i know
1: Yeah, let's go to uh, Debbie on line three. Debbie, uh, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln.
0: Hey, Commander. How you doing? Good. You guys touched on with Tom's last remarks, but kind of the topic I wanted to bring up. It seems to me that there would be an awful lot of law enforcement people that have had problems in Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, where they're not respected. Those would be good areas, I would think, to go and try to recruit and bring them here to nebraska so i know tom you said something about going out state, you know outside of our state well i think that would be a good location to start looking at
2: that's exactly right debbie and uh and i've uh, uh i i agree there's a lot of officers and i know a lot of officers on the both coasts that uh, are not working now that uh, are looking for jobs and we need to get them because they're good officers and bring them back in here into the midwest and the great state of nebraska and uh, get them commissioned and working here, and uh, that's exactly right. That's what we need to do, and uh, and uh, we need to put a plan together and to make sure that we accomplish that.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the calls, guys. Appreciate it a lot. It's sometimes difficult when we have a guest and we're getting through topics. Uh, one of the things that I was curious about, uh, because I know uh, when you're in active service, when we talk about uh, top agency. Uh, in the state, uh, it's it's bigger and broader than just paying recruitment. Uh, what are some of the things that normal citizenry can kind of gauge when we talk about that? You know, I, qual- I, I can think quality, quantity, things like that. But what are some of the uh, inside, I guess, to that? That we would look for well the
2: you know the state patrol being a statewide law enforcement agency that not only has road operations troopers but also investigative troopers and uh, and being able to assist throughout the state of Nebraska. It even comes down to uh, horrendous weather and if 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 need be troopers can can go there they have a obviously command vehicles that they can bring into communities and provide the assistance that's needed i mean it it's just endless. Uh, I can remember that uh, when I was a colonel that uh, out in western Nebraska we had a a freak by the name of Charles Moses running around that was uh, killing people and shooting others he was a meth meth freak and uh and and we ha- we went out there, and we worked together and and able to combat that issue. And the citizens were felt obviously a lot more safer. And, and the sheriff's departments, the police departments being involved, uh, we were able to bring that to an end. It ended up over in Wyoming catching him, but uh, we did end that.
1: And yeah, would it be fair to say, um, and I'm trying to think for myself, I'm kind of going back to the military days, and I'm thinking, of course, you know, recruitment, retention. You know, competitive wages, competitive, um, uh, pe- did I say pension wages? Um, and then, you know, ability to hire. And then those are administrative things, but then also quality, the right size, quantity, you know, backup, modernization. Would those be fair, like one word phrases to describe, you know, how you get back? Yeah. Actually, Commander, you did it better than I could do it. It was perfect.
2: Good job on that, and 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 you are right on that. And uh, you know, trying to retain people, and and here's a fine example of this. And I'm so happy that the governor uh, is helping the correction officers in the detention system because we were losing them, and they're working massive overtime. And he was able to settle a contract and and get them a decent decent wage and well deserved. But this is what the issue is. So we have correction officers, and and uh, they're not trained like a trooper is, for example. And a correction officer is making ten dollars more an hour than a trooper is. That's that's just craziness. I mean, that is that's just not common sense. And what needs to be done? And I agree with what the governor did. So now he needs to make it right with the troopers. And uh, and I know the troopers have approached that system and wanted to sit down and talk about it. And they just got a reply back from the administration that. They're not interested in talking to the troopers at this point. Those are the points that, that is very important in recruitment and retention and keeping quality officers in this. This has to be fixed. I'm telling you, it's broken. And if we don't fix it, law and order is the one thing that we've got to have in the state of Nebraska. If we don't have that, we don't have anything. And the patrol plays a huge role in that and we need to fix this and again the plan that Charles Herbsters put together is gonna fix this thing and we're gonna fix it
1: one of the things you just gave me hope and you gave me more questions for the governor when I can get around to him you know cuz I know he's busy but like you said if you compare it to the corrections and the actions taken by the executive office in this case governor Ricketts uh, he's done a great job there and they've gotten some things so there is still time left left in his governorship. Maybe with the drive time Lincoln pressure we can get that done and then the next governor whoever it is won't have to worry about it and the troopers will get it faster. There you go. So see so you've got now now you got me thinking gosh darn you. Um but no, they, you know, and I think that's great for the people to understand there have been similar organizations that we've been able to do that for. And that's great. Let's take another caller. Let's go to Johnny on line one. Johnny, welcome to Drive Time, Lincoln.
0: All right. Thank you for taking my call. There's so much that could be said right now. I really wish your show had more time. Um, but I guess I'll just try to keep it short. Um, I just I, I'm assuming that you have a union. You, you don't have a union like a fraternity of police thing going on. I'm just I'm a little bit lost as to why. We'll clarify I mean, I that. Really hope I really hope you're not putting your trust all in one governor or something like that. Also, I just want to know how you feel when the governor makes a decision to use the time and the resources and the money of the state patrol to send them out of state, like to Texas, to the border, or to go protect a pipeline and spray, uh, you know, protesters with water hoses. I just, I'm just curious how you. I'm just wondering how you feel uh, about how the money is being spent there when that money and the time and the resources could be used. In other places and all another thing i just want to say as far as recruiting people you guys are i mean when you look at your uh, applications and the requirements you have to meet you guys are the top you know you're pretty good you're pretty up there i mean you have to meet those requirements i just want to say as far as advertising for these jobs i, I think that you could advertise to maybe people who are ex-military or maybe people who are in the national guard or part-time military or whatever uh, i think that maybe maybe that might be a good idea thanks to
1: thanks the- johnny Good call, good call. We got it. Here we go. Um, number one, the question is, um, union reps, I guess, in the end of the day, who who does the negotiating, if you will, because the governor's office is the office of which these things uh, take right. action?
2: Well, there's a state law enforcement bargaining council, and that represents the troopers, uh, represents the game wardens, represents the fire marshals. Uh, they have a bargaining rights, and they bargain for their salaries and et cetera with, uh, with the governor's administration. That's how that works.
1: Uh, two, I won't take the back end of Johnny's assessment of troopers going out of the state. Um when troopers leave the state, how does that work out? How? What are the mechanics of when the governor is able to either loan or borrow – not borrow, what, what's the word? The necessity of another state and then uh, letting the troopers go out and serve in another area. Well, I, I
2: personally only dealt with that uh, maybe one time during my time, and uh, it was uh, reimbursed through the federal government through FEMA, if I remember correctly. I mean, that's a long time ago, but my mind uh, – Tells me that that is what happened. It was reimbursed for those charges of whatever the troopers were out of state doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and Johnny, I would say I don't even need to ask the colonel. Um, you're correct on applications. Um, obviously, if you're trying to select a and be a top agency, you're going to have higher requirements. And uh, listen, every law enforcement in the nation is always seeking ex military or people with already law enforcement experience. And that's pretty common practice, folks, if you didn't know. The Navy, if it takes a ride on an Air Force jet, cuts them a check. If an Air Force group of guys ride on a Navy plane, they cut them a check. So the interagencies, if you will, in different states usually co-share and, and pay for services. And that's just the way our system works. 14993 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack
2: Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, we're finishing up with... uh... State Patrol, former colonel, retired, or colonel retired, as we say in the Navy, Tom Nesbitt. Um, He is supporting, if you haven't seen him on TV or listened to the show, Charles Herbster. We've talked a lot about the troopers' endorsement of Herbster and some of the uh, things that we can fix, uh, the current governor can fix, and the next governor probably is going to need to fix with the troopers. Appreciate you coming on.
2: Well, thank you. I'm just uh, grateful to have the opportunity, and I'd just like to close and tell you that you're not going to find a more committed group than the men and women that wear the troopers' uniforms. They are committed to law and order in the state of Nebraska. They just want to do their job and do it for the citizens. And we need to figure out how to figure to get the tools to them and get their pay and retention up. And, and I again, Charles W. Herbster, they endorsed him. And he's going to come through with his plan and and uh, and support law enforcement overall in the state of Nebraska.
1: Everybody that well, yeah, I I appreciate you know the sentiment, and it is political season, and I know, know you're supporting Charles Herbster. Um, we've got some plans out there. I want to thank everybody for calling in and texters, and I've got to get this one more question via text from Scott. So if you're listening, um, short answer here. What would you say, this is to both of us, about the people that want to defund the police? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's all you that, have to say.
2: Yeah, my goodness. I Don't get me started.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, Scott, that is the most ridiculous idea that has ever come up in modern history in our society. It's one of the most ridiculous ideas to defund the police. Police agencies, law enforcement, military, first responders need to be funded and they need to be out ahead of the curve so they're ready for the next crisis. 1499-3 KLIN Drive Time Lincoln.